Pastor Xavier Reese and the secret to a stress-free life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Whatever you put in your heart, that's what's going to come out. You put the wisdom of the world, that's what you're going to bring forth. You put the Word of God in your heart, and you're going to keep yourself from sinning. You put God's counsel and godly counsel in your heart, you enjoy life. Your sleep is peaceful. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Though many preach an easygoing life full of prosperity, but in reality, life is full of ebb and flow. The simple truth is, how you deal with success is just as important as how you deal with the struggles of life. Today, Pastor Xavier draws out the importance of applying God's wisdom in all of our decision-making. Let's join him continuing a verse-by-verse series as he picks up in Proverbs chapter 4 in today's study. Let's listen. Again, Proverbs are a form of Hebrew poetry. Hebrew poetry is not as we know poetry. It doesn't rhyme. But its purpose is to build line upon line in terms of similitudes, contrasts, and opposites to bring about a point. The book of Proverbs is a book of poetry in Hebrew. Job, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes. And yet, as we look through these Proverbs, we see the wisdom of Solomon declared to us, a man who lived much, a man who experienced much, a man who obtained superior wisdom directly from God because he petitioned for that in spite of the riches that could be opened to him and And yet he sought that, and because he sought wisdom above all things, that he might lead God's people, God gave him everything else. Regardless of where we are in life today, it is no guarantee of what or where we will be tomorrow. And I think that's a mistake that is commonly made among Christians. We look at our lives and we're really living victorious and really strong. We think that we're always going to be like that. Or we think in the frame of mind, as we see somebody walk away from the Lord or fall into sin, they say, that could never happen to me. Remember, Paul told the Corinthians, be careful lest he who thinks he's strong take heed lest he fall. And that's a warning to each and every one of us. Think of the worst sin you can think of. You're capable of it. And so am I. The capacities are in us given the right circumstances, the right conditions, enough time away from the Lord, the Spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's why it's important that we walk every day of our life and every second and hour of our life next to God. I cannot trust my flesh, but I can entrust it to God. So I have to meditate upon the word day and night, as Joshua said, that I might be prosperous and have good success. My trust and My confidence is in nobody but Jesus Christ. And as I get into his word and it ministers to my heart and it cuts away at my life, it shows me where I'm at, then my responsibility is to continually yield to the work of God in my life. It's not always convenient. It's not always pleasurable. Yet I know what's the best thing to do. 
and yet I have the choice to choose. And that's what makes it all scary. God won't force himself upon me. I have to choose. Now, the purpose of Proverbs is to give the young man understanding and that he might gain knowledge. And in the understanding of that knowledge, it might be manifested in wisdom. We got that in the first six verses of the first chapter of Proverbs. Now, I said that the Proverbs do not begin till chapter 10. There are Proverbs between chapter 1 and chapter 9 in between. But when I say that you don't begin till chapter 10 is the single Proverbs and then he concentrates on all Proverbs. But what he's doing in these first nine chapters, he's personifying wisdom as a woman. And the very familiar words that come up continually is understanding, knowledge, instruction, wisdom. And they stand in opposition to the foolish, the wicked, the one that has no discretion, the one that falls, the one that's destroyed. So what you have in the Proverbs, you have contrast, you have similitudes, you have comparisons to try to bring about the truth that Proverbs is trying to declare, that the young man might come to that state of knowledge and understanding. Many people have knowledge in the world, but it's amazing some of the most stupid things that smart people can say. <laughs> True wisdom is that that is obtained from the Lord. We can't obtain certain benefits from the knowledge of the world, but yet many times that immediate knowledge which is beneficial to us has a very drastic and a very destructive effect long-term wise. And though we can acknowledge it as knowledge and wisdom for the time, we can turn around 10 or 15 years later and say, that was stupid. They used to teach, say 50 years ago, certain things about science. They believed that was knowledge. Today they looked upon those things as utter stupidities. <laughs> because man is always evolving. He doesn't know everything. He doesn't know the end from the beginning. God does. And that's the biggest difference between man and God. When God makes a decision, it's perfect. Because he has taken everything into account, the end from the beginning. The beginning from the end. Everything that's ever going to involve it, everything's going to be affected by it, everything. Now, don't you wish you had that? <laughs> so here Solomon is advising his son and the young man to pay attention to him as he gives counsel. And I think it's important today because we are led by experience so much. I think if there has ever been a generation that is led by experience, I think it's us. Even when I was going to school, even then, it started getting radical because the 60s, around 66, dope came in and everything else. But prior to that, 65, 64, 63, there weren't that many people that really messed with drugs. There weren't that many youths that really experienced sex. It was the few. Today, everybody experiences everything and anything. And by the time a youth is 21, 22 years old, be he male or female, they have experienced probably more than an average person would experience in all their lifetime 25 years ago. They've got no hope. They've got no vision. They've got nothing to look forward to. There's something about man that is drawn to darkness. 
to that that opposes God. And Satan is always there to lure us to live by experience. But the only thing that comes forth from experience is death. Jesus is saying, there's death in experience apart from me. Take my word for it and live eternally and abundantly. Don't forget that he's called you to live abundantly. Not only eternally, but he wants you to receive the fullness of this life. Don't shortchange yourself, man. Solomon speaks here in chapter 4, and he says, Hear ye, children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsaking not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved, in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thy heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing thereof. Get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Paul equally reminds Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 about the godly heritage that Timothy had. I think it's such a great benefit when you have a godly heritage. I didn't have one. I had heathens for parents. They brought me up in religion as best they could. That means they sent me and they didn't go. So when I was old enough to know better, I didn't go. But see, if you have had a godly heritage, that means that your parents are Christian. I envy you. Especially if you paid attention to your parents and you stayed away from experience and you were faithful to God. Because that's less ammunition that Satan has on you. <laughs> you see, when you give yourself over to experience, yes, you're forgiven, yes, you're made a new creature, but you still have memory. And Satan is always there to plague you. And it's something that you always have to realize that God has made you a new creature and that all things are passed away and there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I have been justified. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, Verse 5 says, When I call to remember the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwell first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. It's so important for you as a parent, if you're a parent, be a godly example at home, man. Don't come in here and say, Oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah, and bless you, brother, and go home and be a heathen or be a hypocrite. Man, you can have your children in that Sunday school class and they're going to learn the Word of God. But if they go home and they don't see it in you, man, everything is wasted because the power is in your life as a parent. Get involved with your children. Let them see how godly you are. Or do they only see you open the Bible when you come to church? That's where the power is, man. That you can sit there and minister to your children. They can minister unto you. That instruction at home is so important. Proverbs 22.6. Let me read you what it says there. This is the promise of God. He says, Train up a child in the ways he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, I believe that if I do train my children up in the ways of the Lord, they will have the means by which to come to God. 
But that doesn't mean that every child that's brought up in the ways of the Lord will yield to God. They have a free choice. But see, what's important right now is my example for them. Make sure you have a relationship with your children as you have the relationship with Jesus Christ and your wife and all that you love. It's so important. That godly example, that godly counsel is something that you can't underestimate and you can't put any value on. I mean, it's so important. And this, here Solomon is sharing about that counsel. Now in verse 8, he says, Exalt her, speaking of wisdom, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou doest embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my saints, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Isn't that exciting that your children would have such an example and such a counsel from you anytime there's trouble that when the pressure comes on when the tough days come because they have had that example and that counsel and that confidence that they can make those right decisions even under pressure do you know why most young kids and teenagers get involved with dope and sex it's because of peer pressure and because they didn't really didn't have that counsel or guidance at home that's why it's so important for that godly counsel that they realize that, hey, they're, they're not alone. They've got the family of God and they've got Jesus Christ. They live in the world, but they don't have to live of the world. He said, take fast hold of instructions. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of the evil man. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass by pass away notice what it says right here in verse 15 avoid it you know what happens many times we don't avoid what's bad for us have you ever played stupid <laughs> we're good at that oh you know like we play dumb and we're actually enticing ourselves instead of avoiding it we go by it <laughs> really in reality hoping I hope it happens that's the way we live in the world. And sometimes as Christians, we can also do that. It says avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. You know your weakness is better than anyone else. Why would you flirt with temptation? You have a hang up in an area? Stay away from it. He says, for they sleep not, speaking of the wicked, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. Such people, they're not only happy that they're perverted, but they want other people to be perverted. They want to rejoice at other people's sin, at other people's fall. He says, for they eat the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Underline verse 18 for yourself. That is the characteristic of a son of God and a child of God. His light shines more and more unto that perfect day when God takes him home. He's ever pressing towards the mark. 
He becomes a brighter light as he remains in this dark world because he abides by Jesus Christ. The way of the wicked is this darkness. They know not what they stumble. You know, people boast of how bad they are and how clever they are and how slick they are and how many women they've gotten over and how many men they have connived or how many people they ripped off and yet the latter end is destruction they don't even know that one of these days they make the wrong move. You know, the wicked don't know when they're going to stumble. Verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words and incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Over and over, you're going to hear about the heart through Proverbs. The heart is a very interesting part of our lives. It is something that we are to care for every day of our lives. For Jesus said it's from the heart that proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, and everything that takes life away from us. He said, For they are life unto those that find them, and health to them, to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Whatever you put in your heart, that's what's going to come out. You put the wisdom of the world, that's what you're going to bring forth. You put the word of God in your heart, and you're going to keep yourself from sinning. You put God's counsel and godly counsel in your heart, and you're going to live long. You enjoy life. Your sleep is sweet, peaceful. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're so corrupt in the world, you can't even sleep. And when you do, it's with one eye open, because <laughs> you know somebody's after you. You see, there's no rest for the wicked. In the Lord, there's rest. So the counsel is to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it our issues are the issues of life. Verse 24 says, Put away from thee a forward mouth, a perverse mouth, and a perverse list put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. You know, your eyes will get you in more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> it's not the first look that will get you, it's the second that will kill you. And then the old brain starts getting in gear and the smoke starts going and, and the Holy Spirit is going, <clears throat> and you're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, and yet he gives us counsel here, hey, keep your sight right on, your eyelids straight ahead. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. The perverse lips. James says, it's a little fiery member that sets the world on fire. How many lives have been destroyed by the mouth? How many women are battered verbally by their husbands? They would rather get punched in the mouth one time and get it over with. Verbal abuse is something that's terrible when you have to sit under it. How many reputations have been ruined because someone has wanted to boast or spread a lie? I tell you, man, this thing deserves to be nailed to the wall. Sometimes even as Christians, we say things we wish we could catch them as they're going out. It's too late. That's why it's a good rule to talk to God before you say anything. <laughs> Check it out with Him before you put it through. You know, our, our, our flesh is cutting. You know, and we look and we know exactly what's going to get somebody's goat and we not only satisfy the stick the knife in, but we want to turn that sucker, make it hurt. And we know exactly what to say 
We know exactly what to do. And you know what? Especially to our mates, our husbands and wives. Or to our children. We can abuse our children verbally. And sometimes we blow it. I blow it. Man, the Lord told me, do I ever do that to you? I go, oh, Lord, no. But you know, kids are so open. And that's the way God wants us to be. That when we make a mistake or something, to go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I blew it. Hey, it's okay. Come on. Instead of trying to justify it or saying, oh, well, you know, I mean, you know, I can have no, I mean, you know, she did this or that. You know, hey, forget it, man. Just, if it's black, it's black. If it's white, it's white. Just call it out and get it over with. And we're a lot better off. So the advice is stay right on target what God has. In chapter 5 now, he says, My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thy ear unto my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion and thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on Hades, or Sheol, hell. Solomon had a thing about women, and I think he was an authority on them. He had a thousand of them. Probably every color, every size, everything. And yet, he was very much aware of the woman that would try to lure a man away from God. And that's the purpose of any allurement, is to take you away from God. It's not to help you, it's not to help me, but it's to take you away from God. When Satan came to Adam and Eve and the temptation was not to have them gain knowledge, but was to take them away from God. And that's what the solicitation is really after, to take you away from God. So he speaks about a strange woman here. And, you know, we have plenty of women in the Bible to look as an example. Delilah, she did Samson a job. <laughs> Big old strong guy whipped by a woman. How many strong, bad men have been whipped by women because they don't walk in the ways of the Lord? It's heavy. Jezebel. <laughs> have you ever known any woman named Delilah or Jezebel? Why don't people name their daughters that? <laughs> or have you ever met a man named Judas? Even the heathen knows that those are not names to give to your children. <laughs> Verse 6. He says, Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. In other words, she's, she's experienced. She knows exactly what she's doing. What does the scripture say? He says, Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Our youths are precious years. And if we give them to the world and to the experience of the world, we will be given our honor to fools. And we will be giving the best of our years to the cruel. And when they get done, all done with you, you'll be a mess. Give your youth to God. And if God gives you a mate, give your youth and your virtue to that man. And men, the same thing with you to that woman and enjoy your youth together. That's what God desires. Wise words for wise living from Pastor Xavier Reese as he explores the teachings of the book of Proverbs. And you can hear this message again anytime online 
By simply selecting today's date at the radio listings link you'll find at calvarychapelpasadena.com. But there's much more to come right here next time as well. Now, if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, though, you can pick up your own personal copy of this message. The title to ask for is Proverbs 4 through 6. It's available on CD for only $4. And make sure you share these truths by passing on this study to someone in your church or Bible study once you're through. Now, once again, the title to ask for is Proverbs 4 through 6, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com